0: This morning, I have a, a, a message that's been in, that's two months ago, the Lord took my heart back to a familiar passage um, from Ezekiel 47. I began to consider it and pray it out in our staff prayer times. And God just began to uncover something that I'd never seen before. Have you read scriptures where you've, you know the passage? When you say the, the, you know, Psalm 91 or you know, Matthew 5, whatever reference it is, you're like, oh, I know what that is. And you've read it so many times, but then every once in a while, you go back to a passage, and it's as if you've never read that before. It's brand new. It's, the word of God is endless. Sometimes he hides it from our brilliant (laughs) until the right time. And I feel I had that experience. So turn to Ezekiel 47 and we'll kind of be there. The first time I heard um, a message on Ezekiel 47 was in 1994 when the renewal had just broken out in Toronto and we participated in as a church and we're going to all these revival renewal meetings. And it seemed like the theme verse of that move. And every third sermon was from Ezekiel 47, or they would refer to the scene or the vision in Ezekiel 47. So I want to invite us into this scene. I feel like God's going to uncover and encourage our hearts in it. See, in that season, the the main theme of Ezekiel 47 is this river. That's the central theme of this passage. And a, a Ezekiel gets a vision and a man begins to interact with Ezekiel. If you read the book of Ezekiel, almost every single chapter, this is chapter 47 from chapter 1 till 47. Almost every chapter begins with, and the word of the Lord came to me again saying, prophesy, son of man. Chapter 2, the word of the Lord came to me again saying, prophesy, son of man. The word of the Lord came to me again, and this time, it was this month, at this time, and this day, and in the word said, prophesy, son of man. And it goes on and on, and then the word of the Lord came to me in a vision. Then the word of the Lord came to me prophesy, this vision that I'm going to show you. Uh, Ezekiel's vision of the valley with the dry bones, that's all part of this unfolding vision of the heart of god for a nation and the nations of the world that ezekiel is interacting with so we are now well into this encounter over seasons and we're in in chapter 47 and he begins to show him a new vision and then this the center of this vision is a river in the renewal days songs were written about the river I mean, everyone is Martin Smith has written so many songs about the river. And there was one particular song. Who? Let me, by show of hands, this is not to make you feel bad. If you, if you participated in the renewal in the mid-90s, maybe even early 2000s, would you raise your hand? I want to see. Okay. Now, I'm going to play a quick tune. This is our theme song from back in the day. Remember it, you recognize it. Come on, Sam and Brendan, you know this song. If you know it, sing it with me. Down the mountain, the river flows, and it brings refreshing wherever. Come on, Sarah. Through the valleys and over the fields. The river is rushing, and the river is here. The, mountain life, the river of God the river of <laughs> okay, when this song came on there 's this penny whistle in the beginning I mean, you could not stay in your seats anymore you would I mean automatically everyone's just making a fool of themselves up in the front. It was all about the river, and it came primarily from this passage so let 's look, look at. This vision, Ezekiel 47, starting at verse 3. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. And then he measured, this man measured another 1,000 cubits, and this time as I walked, the water came up to my knees. Then the man measured another 1,000 cubits, and the water came up to my waist. And then again, he measured 1000 and it was a river that I could not cross for the water was too deep water in which one must swim a river that could not be crossed. It's an amazing unfolding vision that Ezekiel's having. Now you can read it at a glance and you say, okay, yeah, I get it. I've been to a creek, maybe the, 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 you know, yellow breaches or the Conor or some other creeks and rivers that's around here. I get it. But if you, I, I'm like, I don't even know what a qubit is. So I did some basic math. Thousand cubits. So from the bank he's starting, he measured thousand cubits and it was ankle deep for that long. Thousand cubits is equal to four and a half to five football field lengths. It's a long way. Every measurement was four and a half football fields long. It's a patient invitation from the heart of God for us to experience the river of God. Maybe you're not an expert swimmer like me. We have a pool, we're so thankful to have a pool in the back of our house. My family laughs when I swim. I look, a frog looks better than me. So I swim when they're not around. I do my quick laps. When they come, I just like float, you know. I got snorkels. I just do the underwater. Matt and Sarah know this really well. But this experience in the river of God is patient. God is patiently inviting us to experience the river, what is the river? It's the presence of God. It is his Holy Spirit that's been given to us, not just to say, oh yes, we know what the, no, to experience him physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, in every way that we would, if you're maybe you are scared coming into this, I would be a massive river. The four times as he measured 1,000 cubits, you know how long this is? to the middle of the river is 1.4 miles long. We're talking about this after the first service. Even if you're a good swimmer, that's pretty scary. You're a mile and a half into the middle of the river. And when you get closer and closer to the middle of any river, it, the, the valley underneath is the deepest in the middle of the river. And that's where the flow is the strongest. The invitation of God for us is to experience the Holy Spirit in such a way that we get to a point where your feet are just taken off from under you. And now you're, you're, you've yielded everything. You have no power anymore. Sometimes he'll just knock you off the deep end, but most of the time he will gently lead you, lead us to experience him a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. He's so patient with us, but his desire is that we would get to the middle. We'll get to such a point of our experience with the Holy Spirit that there's no more control. 2.8 miles to the other side. The invitation Charles preached about the Holy Spirit a few weeks ago about the invitation to the waters of infinite possibilities. That's what happens when we're in the middle of the river. Anything can happen because God has full control of our lives. God has full control of our families. God has full control of our ministries. God has full control of your dreams and visions and desires. We bring it all slowly, fearfully, apprehensively until we are carried by him wherever he wishes. This is what scriptures say. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And like rivers of water, he will direct it wherever he wishes. If you've seen a Google Maps image of a river, there's hardly a river that's like straight line. It's always winding. You think you wanna go there and you're in the river and you're getting carried this way. All of a sudden, there's a bend in the river. I'm like, hey, wait, that's where I I thought we were going. And now the river's still moving, but you seems to be going in exactly the opposite direction. And then you're like resigned to, okay, maybe this is where we're going. All of a sudden there's another band and then you're going this way. How many of you felt like you're not, what, I'm, am I going crazy or what's going on with my life? As long as you are in the middle of the river, the Holy Spirit leading your life from season to season, he will get you there there is a dire- there is a direction there is a trajectory there is purpose in the river for our lives you see we don't have a lot of um, experience with rivers so i want to share by by visual with visual pictures some of the incredible rivers in history geographic rivers the world's first great civilization in the fertile crescent the mesopotamian civilization was The word Mesopotamia means the land or the region between rivers, between the Tigris and the Euphrates River. That's where the first civilization was birthed. And out of this civilization, some of the nomads and some of the travelers, the Sumerians specifically, traveled east and found another river called the Indus River in the north of India. And started the Indus Valley Civilization. They said, hey, these plains remind us of the Mesopotamian region. It's fertile. The land along the rivers are fertile because the river occasionally and seasonally floods over into the plains, carrying silt from the mountaintops, making the ground rich to grow produce. And they started the Indus Valley Civilization. At the same time, in China, the He River or the Yellow River started along the banks of which started the Chinese civilization. At the same time, in Egypt, along the River Nile was the Egyptian civilization. All of these amazing civilizations were birthed along significant riverways. Centuries later, rivers provided routes for trade, exploration, and settlement. And I want to show you some pictures The Volga River in Eastern Europe (coughs) allowed Scandinavian and Russian cultures near the source of the river to trade with Persian cultures. The river is also known for its sturgeon, a type of large fish whose eggs are used to make the famous Russian caviar. The Thames in England is one of Europe's most historic rivers. London became England's principal city because of this river. The Rhine in Europe, the busiest river, which runs from the Alps in Switzerland through Germany and empties out into the North Sea. The Yangtze River, Asia's longest and most important river. The Yangtze River is the home of the world's most powerful hydroelectric power plant, the Three Gorges Dam. Creating the Three Gorges Dam was one of the largest engineering feats in history. The Ganga, or the Ganges, is a great river on Asia's Indian subcontinent. It is sacred to the millions of followers of Hindu religion. And I found out it's the most oxygenated river in the world. And I really want to research why that is. The Hudson River in New York, more familiar rivers now to us. The Hudson River, named after Henry Hudson, who used the river to explore what was then the New World. The Mississippi is the chief river of North America. In addition to its importance in early American history, today it powers a significant segment of the economy in the upper Midwest. Then there's the Colorado River. It's famous for forming the Grand Canyon in Arizona. One of my favorites, the Amazon River in South America. The strength of the Amazon dwarfs other rivers on the planet. The amount of water flowing through the Amazon is greater than the amount carried by the Mississippi, the Yangtze in China, and the Nile combined. It's amazing. The Nile in Africa has two tributaries, a white Nile and the blue Nile. The white Nile flows from Burundi through Lake Victoria, Africa's largest lake. And on the other tributary is a blue Nile that begins in Lake Tana in Ethiopia. We've been to Lake Tana and at the headwaters. Um, of this beautiful river. The two join in Khartoum in Sudan. The Nile then flows through the Sahara Desert in Sudan and Egypt and empties into the Mediterranean Sea. Needless to say, these rivers, all around, natural rivers, are important for life on the earth. We don't consider this, but if you look at a world map, you will see that many well-known cities around the world that we know of are built along rivers. These cities include New York City, Buenos Aires in Argentina, the city of London, Cairo in Egypt, Calcutta or Kolkata in India, Shanghai City in China, and many more. And my favorite of all of these cities is Harrisburg City along the beautiful Susquehanna River. Come on. You see, these natural rivers are so significant throughout history for civilization itself. How much more is the river of God that he has provided for us? Here's what it says in Psalm 46. There is a river whose streams make glad the cities of our God. Come on. This is, the, this is what's on offer from God for us. The natural rivers provide so much life, but there is yet another spiritual and eternal river that's flowing for us, that makes that brings joy to the people of God, that brings joy to the city of God. Are we a city set on a hill, life center? And we have a river. We have a river in God. You see, the context for Psalm 46 is this. Even though the earth be removed... And the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though its waters roar and are troubled. Though the mountains shake with its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the cities of our God. No matter what continues to unfold in our nation and the nations of the world. No matter what continues to unfold politically around the world. God is declaring to his people that he is still on the throne. He still has a plan. And there is still a river that brings life to the cities of God all around the world. And we are one of those cities here in the capital city of Harris of, of Pennsylvania. Thank you, Lord. You see, it started all the way in Genesis chapter two. How purposeful is God concerning the river? Genesis chapter two, right after creation, right after forming Adam and Eve, it says, I'm gonna read it. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and it's then split into four river heads, the Pishon, Gihon, Tigris, and Euphrates. Right at the beginning, right after the creation account, we don't think about it a lot, one of the first things God does is uh, starts a flow of river and splits in and begins to influence the land, the very earth. It's a natural geographic river. But if you read in... Revelation 22, at the end of the book, there's another river. This is the eternal river. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. So you have this geographic river associated with creation itself, at the foundation at the starting of the world. And then we have an eternal river flowing from the throne of God. And here we are, the city of God, the city on a hill, the people of God. You know what it says about us? You know what Jesus cried out in John 7, 37? He said, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. It's simple. Georgian preached on this last week. Did you guys enjoy Georgian when he was here last week? When he was speaking, I realized how parched I was. I don't want to get too callous. I don't want to get too used to, oh, I've done the river in the past. The river is not a local temporary move of God that's identified with the Toronto blessing. It's of, yes, we we know that in part, but the river of God is eternal. It didn't stop because we moved on from the manifestations of, of the Toronto blessing. The river of God, they used that name because they saw something bigger than that. We haven't missed revival. We are not away from revival. This scene is going to unfold and show us where we are. So there's a geographic river from Genesis. There's this eternal river flowing from the throne. And then here we are, Jesus says... Come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. We become immersed fully into this awesome plan of God for the entire nations of the world that now we're not just like Ezekiel, participating in experiencing the river. He says, now, out of you, you become the headwaters of the river of God for your church, for your work, for your family, for your children, for your future. We become that issue of life-giving water for anyone who's thirsty, anyone who's in need. Thank you, Lord. Do you have pressures in your life? You know, the headwaters... They're usually different, re- different sources where the headwaters get the water from mountaintops, snow, melting snow. Often it's a spring that's coming up from under the ground. In this verse that Jesus says, out of you will flow rivers of living water. It's like an artesian well inside of us. There is an aquifer. There is a deposit of the Holy Spirit. But an artesian well springs up. You know how it springs up? Not because of a motor. You can do that as well. You can dig a well and put a motor in and and drop water. But an artesian well is defined by water that springs up from underneath because of pressure. It's pressurized between two rock beds, two two solid rock beds. And that creates pressure in that water system. And it finds its way to to, to the surface. This is what Jesus is saying of us, that we are called in us, that there will be fountains of living water out of you, not just a fountain, rivers will come out of the headwaters of your spirit. Thank you, Lord. Is there pressures you feel in your life like you're just squished between this and that? There's no way forward. There's no way, God, I feel stuck. I feel these pressures in my life, in my future, my past. It's, It's crushing me. That is... The perfect place for the river of God to spring up and bring life. Come on. The river of God takes away the narrative of everything, every pressure that is meant to crush you. The river of God bring is stronger, stronger than any rock bed that can limit or try to quench the purposes of God. Well, it's 1227. And that's just my, that's honestly my introduction Because this scene doesn't end there. This scene doesn't end with Ezekiel going to the middle of the river and experiencing this amazing flow of the strength of the middle of the river. Let's read on. Ezekiel 47, 6. Then once he was in the middle of the river... You see the experience of the middle of the river. He says, now this river, no one can cross. The invitation is not to cross the river, get to the other side and move on with life. That's not it. The invitation is to experience the middle of the river. It says, when he was there, he realized he could not cross it. Then the man said, now, he said, son of man, have you seen this? And then he returned me to the bank of the river. 47.7, when I returned to the bank of the river, there along the banks of the river were very many trees on one side and another. The title of my message as I begin to close is Rivers and Trees. You see, the river is not only a seasonal experience of the Holy Spirit. The river of God is here alive in and among us today in order that mighty trees can find its root along the banks of this river and be established and grow. And not only that, take on the nature of this river that it is planted by. Who was not here I'll encourage you in just a minute, who was not part of the renewal movement, the river in, in the mid '90s. Raise your hand. don't be shy. That's a majority of us. This is a word of the Lord for you, is that we are together in a season out from the, 19, the mid-'90s that Charles and Ann and John and Patty, Brian and Marcy was not here. They stewarded and welcomed and hosted that move of God. It's not that we would move away from there, but that river would produce something here and now. And you are a part of that. You are the vision that that this man, come on. Your vision that this man, this spiritual man is speaking to you. Have you seen what I have planned after this experience of the middle? Come to the banks and I'll show you the trees that have been planted. All of you that are here in the season at Life Center are mighty trees that are planted here. The river of God is still here. Man, when Ricardo went back into that chorus, I just felt like I was back in the depth of that experience with God. So you're here by design. You're here by purpose. And I want to encourage you, put your roots deep. And drink from this spiritual source. Because when you read this next couple of verses, the trees take on the same nature of the river. Along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees. Their leaves will not wither. Their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. This is not a casual river. This river flows from the throne of the sanctuary, from the heart of God for us. And it produces, your life will produce in every single season. And it says, Ezekiel 47, 8, this water Flow towards the east region and entered the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. You know what it's talking about? This in this vision, this river, this water is continues to flow and it enters the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is the, 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 there's no life in the, anyone been to the Dead Sea? You've seen pictures of people floating in the salt, heavy salt waters of the Dead Sea? That's because, not, because of the salt content. No life can grow no fishes, no, no, I don't know what all, seaweed, nothing grows in this water. Just make sure you don't have cuts on your body. It's gonna hurt. But this vision is saying when this water, this river of God flows to this dead sea, it will come alive and it will begin to produce all manner of life. This is a power. It says the waters of the dead sea are healed because of this river of God. If that can do that, how much more can he do for us? This is why of the trees that are planted by the river, it says the leaves are for the healing of the nation. Come on. We catch the source, we catch the nutrients, we catch the DNA and the purpose of this river so much so that our own leaves become healing for the nations. I'm praying that this little garden becomes healing for an entire Nepali community. I'm praying that what God is doing with Edgar and Yadira becomes healing for nations in South America and beyond. I'm praying for you that wherever you are planted, that you will become food. It says the fruit is for food and the leaves are for the healing of the nations this is what we are a part of you see we didn't this was not our brilliant plan but in this season this month we are launching the sequoia christian school for our next generation it's not by it's not by chance that this school is named after the, the biggest tree in the world. God is doing something beautiful here. He said, you've hosted the river. I'm going to establish my trees among you. You were faithful to steward a move that many times did not make sense. I am going to do something even more in the seasons to come and for the generations to come. It's not by chance that we have a young discipleship school here called the greenhouse. That was not part of, we're not trying to connect the dots. We're just aware, but it talks of fresh life. Come on. These are signs that encourage us. David got this, the, the name, right? David, right. Thank you, Lord. There's an ecosystem. Established, rooted trees. Supernatural fruit in every season. Healing. To the nation, then there's healing in that for us as well. Ricardo was singing it. When the, when the opportunity opened to sing prophetically, it was going after those things that are against our physical bodies. We are asking for a cancer-free zone here. Any ailment, any issues that come to battle our flesh, our physical bodies, we're asking for the river of God that is already here to bring healing and to revive your bodies. If your knees are starting to be a little creaky and starting to feel a little age, we're just praying, come on, supernaturally, that your knees will be revived. Your back will be revived. Come on, your bloodstream will be revived in this river. So we have not moved away from a move of God, and we're looking for another move of God. No, we have embraced the river of God, and now, these days, we are planted. Come on. We're planted by this river to produce life, supernatural life, every season, and to bring healing for the nations. Thank you, Lord. Come on, why don't you stand to your feet? I want to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we thank you for this river of life that is here. We thank you for the years of faithfulness, of stewarding, this move of God here in this community. I just want to honor Charles and Ann. Can we just stretch out our hands to them first? God, we thank you for them. We thank you for all the costs. We thank you for the uncomfortable seasons, uh, the moments of decision making, people leaving, people slanting, oh, you know, all kinds of things, but you stewarded it well. Look, I see I hear the Lord saying, have you seen this? Look what I'm doing. Look what I am about to do. What if all of that is just a beginning for what he will do here among us? Can we thank the Lord for them as couples, as leadership of this house? And the invitation is simply this. Just like Jesus said, is anyone thirsty? Are you thirsty for him? God, I want more. That's all I know. That's all I have. I want more of you. I want more of you. If that, the altar is open, if that's you, no matter where you find yourself in this store, you may be on the banks thinking about it. You may have stepped in, just your feet in for a while. It's four football fields, long walk. Maybe you've been there for a while, but you're saying, oh, I want more i want you to come up and just receive from this resident supernatural spiritual river of god if you need healing in your bodies there's healing in these waters of life we have to be desperate for more of him and that's our greatest offering to the lord god i want more of you that's it it's simple but it's putting our passion putting our prayers on display here i am god here am i take me to the depths of your river take me to a deeper place still i'm not satisfied i've experienced you i love you i'm in love with you but i want more this was a prayer back in the day more lord more lord i remember the first day that charles and ann and the team went to toronto And encounter the the Holy Spirit. That they came back and Charles stepped out to the edge of the stage and said the same question Is anyone thirsty? It's still our prayer, it's still our desire to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. As people coming up, if there's, if you're in your seats, just reach out to the person next to you and just pray more. Take us deeper. Holy Spirit, take us deeper in you. Thank you, Lord.
1: Thank you, John D. I don't want to interrupt your flow. It's powerful. Jesus he all he asks is thirst. Is anyone thirsty? No other qualification, just thirst. Thirst is you know you need something from outside your own resources to stay alive and to thrive. Are you thirsty? And he said, if you're thirsty, come and keep coming. Come and keep coming. This isn't a one-time thing. This is a lifestyle. Yes. That we come and keep coming, and then we drink, and we keep drinking. They're present tense, continuous verses. We keep, and here's the amazing thing. There's no other system like this. That drink that you take doesn't just keep you alive it becomes rivers that flow from your belly from your heart, from your deepest being, rivers and it's the river that everything it touches will live this is the benefit of thirst and of coming and of drinking and and knowing that it's not just one time, someone will lay hands and and you you know you have we have wonderful experiences that mark us, but the thirst, the coming and the drinking is continuous. Here's the amazing thing: I, I when you were preaching about when Ezekiel was out in the middle of the river, he's a, a mile and a almost a mile and a half from the nearest shore. Scary. He's being carried, and then his guide takes him back. And he sees, he said, have you seen him? Here's what he saw. He saw that where he had been, where he it, it, it was happening behind him, he was totally unaware that anything was happening. He was only aware that he was going into this river when he looked back at where he had been now it's full of fruit trees established like he didn't do it it just got done and then on the other side 3 miles away where he had never been there's fruit and i feel like this is a word for some of you that you've been busy going forward and there will come a time when God will... And you, you're just being carried along. You're thinking like, what, what, have I accomplished anything? You're going to look back. God's going to say, turn around. And he'll show you things that you didn't plant. But they, they appeared where you had been. And on top of that, there will be life in places you've never gone It's all related. It's the river. So God is inviting you into communion with his divine nature. This is the river. It's a holy river. Jesus. So I know you're up here thirsty. I'm sorry I'm talking too long. Go ahead and just close your eyes open your mouth don't talk just drink I guess we drink the spirit by breathing him in you know just drink Holy Spirit would you come and fill the thirst come and fill the thirst God transform us and we just pray that today, for many of you, it launches you into a season of thirsting, coming, drinking, being, having an encounter with God that out of your belly that there are mighty rivers all those things, Chandi said about rivers, civilizations, cities, commerce, the river brings you into connection with all that. Holy Spirit, would you come upon us in our thirst, in our need, in our helplessness, and would you take us deeper, deeper, ankle deep. It's kind of fun, but it's not enough. Knee deep. Deeper, Holy Spirit, deeper, deeper. Find us in the river. Find us on our knees. Find us in that place of prayer and dependency. Take us deeper till it's waist deep. Till we're conceiving, until we're giving birth to things that we didn't have any thing to do with and then take us deeper where we we have totally lost any hope of going where we choose and you just take us we must swim god we just pray for this we pray that there's would become a community of amazing encounters amazing fruit lasting fruit multi-generational fruit that goes beyond god we thank you that it doesn't matter how dead the dead sea looks how bad the current situation appears how depressed and discouraged you might be about current circumstances current economies politics whatever it is i'm telling you the river flows to the dead sea the deadest place. That's where the river's going. It's going to the deadest place. And the plan is that every little fee full of life and there will be fishermen spreading nets on its shores and a massive, massive catch. In Jesus name. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Bill and Craft, you guys are here appointed by God, planted the planting of the Lord in the season. There's greater depths coming to you. Thank you, Lord. Rob and your family, you guys are the planting of the Lord. God has orchestrated you guys to be here on purpose. There's greater depths coming to your family. The Kindles, you guys appointed by God. Thank you, Lord. Even greater depths of purpose, destiny, not a moment will be missed, says the Lord, for you and your children. Thank you, Lord. Who's 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 started coming here in the last 10 years? Wow. This is for you. Mike and Soha, the planting of the Lord, divinely orchestra. I think I can call out every single family here. Let's just receive from the Lord. Come on. Thank you, Lord. The theme verse for our little kids pre-K in the Sequoia School is Psalm 1. You shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Not our master plan. It just is. So Father, we receive your incredible work. And that we get to be part of that river of life all around the world. We get to be part of it. So we receive this invitation to get deeper and to be planted. By the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For all of the Brian and Marcy Leach children, the planting of the Lord. The planting of the Lord. God, I thank you for the sensitivity to the fresh water that is so real inside of you. Thank you, Lord. And I just want to Speak to that spring that is in you, Mark. It's real. What you've been around all your life, what you were born into is very real. Thank you, Lord. And there's fruit that God is designing for your life, fruitful in every way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Matt, just pray for that spring in him. Thank you, Lord. We bless you.